Hey, it's Vocalo Radio, Chicago's only urban alternative. Nudia here with you. I'm excited to have another artist in the studio. I'm not going to lie. Every time we play his song, I get a text. I get a DM. <laughs> what song is this? I get people calling in asking me, who is this? They want to know more. And I'm excited to bring you an interview with him. He's a great, he's a Emmy Award winning artist. He blends jazz, soul, alternative R&B into a fresh sound of his own. He's a vocalist, songwriter, multi-instruments. I mean, that's not fair that you could play multiple instruments. Um, Also a composer, and he's going to be at Shuba's tonight. We have Braxton Cook in the building. Hello, Hello, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be here. I'm happy yeah. you're stopping in because I'm not. I'm not even lying. Mm-hmm. Even our old intern DM'd me, being, "Who is this?" When we were playing your song, wow, '90s. That's love. That's amazing. I mean, this that, that means a lot. I'm glad that the fans that enjoy the music and are spreading the gospel. You know what I mean, so to speak. So that's beautiful. I mean, it's a, it's a unique sound, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've of course like researching into you. So many people have put it into so many different categories or different ways or like yeah like mixed words about like what your sound is sure because it is hard to explain you know it is it is that has been uh, a difficult thing to to try and explain to you know musicians and artists but the people that just get it have just naturally kind of gravitated towards me and towards the mission you know that my musicians and people in the band for example so many things I don't have to like tangibly tangibly explain they just get it they get the influences and all the different styles that I like because we share that in common for example let's say the bassist or guitarist like loves John Coltrane but then may also love you know hip-hop and and things like that um those in some ways would be difficult to explain musically how I want to blend that but when someone just genuinely loves those two musicians and artists and those styles it just kind of comes out musically organically and you know uh, the sound just kind of feels just true and honest and and whole so it's been that way musically and then also fans as well like on the other end of it the audience I've, I've found some people and found uh, audience members that just like get where I'm coming from uh, but yeah it's I, I'm not gonna lie it's difficult to, to put into words I was gonna say have, gonna have you found a sound or are you just like whatever you want to call it as long as you listen you know I think it ultimately <laughs> it's all like my you know choices stem from you know the black tradition for sure if mm-hmm. I get if I had the kind of explain I guess the history of it is jazz music is you know originally a a black art form Uh, a lot of the pioneers and legends of this music you know look like me and a lot of different styles that were birthed from that right we got you know there's R&B and blues and gospel and all these different you know even rock and roll all these these art forms Uh, hip-hop also being a, a very important one as well that have all kind of stemmed from that tradition and that experience. So I certainly think that's the root of it. Um, and when you really start to understand that, you see that all of, all of this music is really connected and there's a humanity in it. Um, and then when you want to break it up and study all these different genres and stuff, that starts to become a whole different conversation on just music commercialism and capitalism and all that. But at the end of the day, I think, yeah, it's it's rooted in, in those kind of experiences and the black experience and the black... Uh, history and tradition so yeah I I love that because mainstream wise I mean it's 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 kind of you know when you look at like jazz disco and genres like that mainstream wise it isn't as there isn't really that much representation so the question is like has that music 
peaked? Has it peaked already, like main in the mainstream media? But mm-hmm. we see a lot of artists, you know, like you and 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 like others that are bringing the inspiration. And I kind of love to see more genres on the top forty chart. You know, yeah. Like I really love that because I mean, like with pop and and hip hop and those things are fun to listen to. But really, what is it if we don't have a mixture of like different sounds, especially real music with instruments? You actually play instruments. I mean, we kind of miss it's that important. sound. Yeah, it's we important. miss that real feeling. instruments are super. It's important. Um, yeah, just the days of everyone having a piano in the house or just knowing how to play a basic song is so important yeah. for just your development, you know, and your ability to hear and, and analyze music and speak about it. You know, even if you don't want to pursue music, I think culturally it's, it's important uh, to, to maintain that and to keep that. Tradition. Okay. So how many instruments do you play? Uh, like, so, is that the record? Like, so yo, you can't. actually walked in here with one. What is I that? Can't. What it's, is in there? It's a saxophone. Is it I know clarinet? Everybody be like, is that a violin? <laughs> no, nah, it's a super com- compact case. I was gonna, okay. I was going to say it looks nah, pretty it's small. A, it's, a, it's an alto saxophone. Smooth. It's cool. I play this old 1949 Selmer super balanced action. It's nice. Just got this a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. It's beautiful. And it's like, yeah, this, it's silver, but it's like tarnishing a bit. So it's, yeah, it's got a really interesting look. So do you have a favorite? Is it like children? Do you have a favorite? Or are they all, you know, Damn, like you're why like, I gotta be like children? You know, I was no, just I got a favorite. No, 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 no. I love them all. I love them all. <laughs> no, I do have several saxophones, but this is, I guess, is the newest purchase. I got this maybe a couple years ago. So this is what I'm, I'm practicing and playing and performing with right now. But there's several other horns that I still like to, to play and they're mostly vintage though I like the older instruments one you know they, they appreciate that's nice in value so that's cool <laughs> another thing is uh, they're just made they were made better yeah back in the day the metals the materials everything they last longer they're more durable um, you know what I mean there's yeah. like more weight to it and I'm sure like it's like similar to cars and stuff where it's just like there's this beautiful kind of one of one thick quality to it as well. But then also just the construction. There's just more weight and, and care put into some of those horns. Yeah, I could I could appreciate the true artistry and, and you're gonna see these these pictures up on our website, Voclo.org mm-hmm. and, and on Instagram at Voclo because you know, our digital producer in here is clicking pictures of your beautiful instrument. Yeah. And I really appreciate a true artist mm-hmm. because um I did play some piano when I was younger. There we go. And I, I was like, you know what? Let me get a little studio. That was my first studio. instrument. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was like, let me get a little studio piano in here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a true artist because the first thing I looked up was, can you play a piano with acrylic nails? And they said no. <laughs> they told they said the Not internet was you. like, you can still do it. You can really? Still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I? Okay. I mean, me the better. proper technique is probably this way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean with the mm-hmm. the fingertips, but uh, you can still learn. You can probably play flat finger. I think Thelonious Monk kind of played that way with his fingers kind of out. Like this. Okay, you know what? You're giving me a little hope. Oh here. no, he's fire. He's one of the best <laughs> pianists of all time. So yeah, and, you can do it. And you know what I love about you? Because it kind of reminds me a little bit. I was I was you know reading, listening to some interviews you've done. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of uh, of of Bruno Mars because you and your band, like some of them, mm-hmm. you've known since high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh Crumbly who's playing with me tonight. He's also opening um, at Shoes. He's a uh, yeah, he's great. We go back to high school. Like, maybe we met 17, 18 years old. We did wow. these, like, national, you know, you do all county, then all state. Then we started doing, like, national competitions and stuff like that. So we got in this, uh, we did this, what's it called? Young Arts, I believe. It was, like, this uh, national organization that awarded high schoolers um, 
to compete for like a gold medal, silver medal, whatever in their instrument and in their discipline. And we were both in the jazz group back in high school. And then ever since then, we've just been boys, you know. No rivalry? No. Oh, no. We don't play the same instrument. So that helps. That helps. You know, he plays bass and I'm like, nah, you do your I know. Thing. I feel like I'm nicer at bass, okay? Oh, uh, no. I mean, a little bit. No, I'm not going to lie. Me and Josh, like, particularly when we play basketball, we will just start, you know, start just kind of going at each other. But no, nah, that's, that's my brother. That's my brother. I- yeah, most of us go way back, and then the majority of us met in New York, like when we all went to school. I went to Juilliard, and I think the guitarist went to Juilliard, my keyboards. Yeah, most of us kind of went to school in New York. That's where we all really started to, to hang out, go to each other's houses, and, and forge our like musical kinship, and then start writing music together. I love that because, you know, like people really, it, it's a testament to people saying mm-hmm. your circle says a lot about you. That you part, know? that part. Exactly. And so, look, if, if the whole circle's like talented and working hard. Oh, yeah, they play way better than me, than me I promise you. I promise Every, you. Everyone can like go up. So you were you were just on Good Morning America, right? Mm-hmm. And how did that feel? I mean, I feel like that for every artist, that's like... The, the pinnacle, it was right? Pretty You're amazing, like, we're sure. here. That was one of those we hear moments for sure. <laughs> it was awesome. It was really, really awesome, especially to, uh, yeah, to be there again with like my friends and family. Um, and my wife flew out for this for that performance, and you saw like the artwork and everything surrounding us. It was one of those moments that you know felt like my family was really highlighted, and the the, the whole story was just it was just really nice to have that that moment. You know, for me and my my, my family, it felt great. Because I, I love I love listening to your music, but I've seen and heard that like you draw a lot of inspiration from the family, from your parents, mm-hmm. and now now that you have the family of your own with your, That's your wife and your son yeah. and things like that. But also, you know, if you listen to a song like nineties, mm-hmm. it can still apply to someone who's like in a relationship or like someone who's very very single you know oh for sure for sure for sure I think that's that's certainly something in some of the in the songwriting that I try and be cognizant of uh, I leave it open ended enough for, for interpretation um, yeah yeah cause like you know I, I want to tell my story obviously as an artist um, but yeah there's, there's multiple ways to kind of connect with the art and connect with the music um, yeah both on the instrumental songs and the vocal tunes and 90s is very much one of those songs that's it's, it's about several things at once, you know, to some degree. It's about my upbringing in the 90s and my parents' relationship during that time, which I, I felt it was like just the, kind of the highlight of my, you know, childhood. If I were if I had to pick an era where everything just felt the best, mm. it was around that time. Um, and then also just, yeah, with the 90s music and art and everything represented, it was just like Spike Lee was dropping all these incredible films and jazz was starting to have a bit of a cultural kind of resurgence as far as being the underbed of that a lot of those films that were popular and like like do the right thing and mo better blues and all those films um you know just a lot of great actors at the time uh you know what eddie burphy and all of his films and and then all these black love kind of cultural behemoths these films like love jones and and, and stuff like that it was just culturally just an incredible time i felt for black culture uh, and for for love and all these beautiful kind of themes uh, so yeah, I, just, I wanted to write a song just about that and trying to capture. And I that. think a lot of people miss miss that era. They miss the, the love songs. The they miss mm-hmm. and and you know, of course, Maseko, who's who's uh, featured on the track. You said that when you were writing with him, right? Because he <laughs> he's single. He's I mean, funny, like, yo. you know, <laughs> where you're like. He, 
what is that dynamic like? You know, like do mm-hmm. do do like maybe your friends or colleagues like do they ever come to you with advice? That's kind of what happened. We sat there. You and look talked like for you have hours, it together. Yo. Yeah, we <laughs> sat there and talked, just chopping it up, and he was just like, "Wow, man, maybe one day, one day we'll." You know, I'm like, "Nah, man, like there's no rush. It's just you're like, that's yeah, when my you journey. stop playing, right, 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 right." I was like, "Nah, you do your thing, bro. You, I do my thing." But we that song did stem from just a long conversation about relationships and mm-hmm. me being super nosy, and I'm just like, "So wait." So so, what do you do? Wait, where do you meet these? Like, you know, and then and you know, and then he was I you know shared kind of just how I met with my my wife and I don't know that just we just kind of forged a how relationship over meet? the past couple of years. So funny enough, we met at a '90s party. Yeah, we had a really? she went to Columbia University <laughs> at the time. That's full circle. I'm just serious. And there was like a '90s party they were throwing this night, and I was like, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to go to that. So, uh, you know, I didn't go to Columbia. But I went, like I said, I went to I went to Juilliard downtown. But light flex. Had this, I snuck. In, we had to sneak in because you need your school ID to get into the the school parties. Oh, really? The, the oh, school okay. themed ones. Yeah. So. We just, I don't know, we, fin- we finessed it somehow, walked under the turnstile, my boy, brought, my brought boy your Jahan. Yeah, exactly. I'm here, I'm <laughs> my, here to play. My boy's finessed it, I don't know <laughs> quite how, but we got in, and yeah, was, I met her that that night in like 2012, I think, 2012, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, where is yeah, it? it was like, boom, instant. I love yeah, that. I love that. And so, I mean, because I think like a lot of like R&B artists, even rappers, like they're like, yeah, one day we can't wait to like have a family, have a wife when I chill out and settle down. That part. Um, or they'll have it and just hide it because for some reason it's not a commercially viable yeah. option, which is unfortunate. Yeah. That narrative. But, you know, no, nah, I think she's just living your truth. That's, that's what she should be doing. I love that. And and of mm-hmm. course like your family's on the cover of your your album. Yeah. Who are you when no one is watching? I have enough albums with just my face on it. I've got like six of them and it's just me. I'm like, no. I feel like this is probably everything you care about, right? You got your That's musical it. instrument, your family on here. <laughs> like, it's like, this is you. Low key, I got the saxophone up front. It's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, and so the the album, how long did it take to put something together like this? Because of course you, like, do you mm-hmm. really compose? Because you're a composer, songwriter. Do you do everything on your album? In the beginning, I always, it, you know, on the tailor, on the last end of it, it's, I have to collaborate with like producers, engineers, these technicians that can get the music to that polished level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to answer your question, I guess it took like three years. I started a lot of this during the pandemic, just kind of writing, journaling, just dealing with all of I feel like we're getting on. a lot of post-pandemic albums yeah, that are coming exactly. out now. So yeah. that's, that's a lot of it. And then, you know, then I've got songs on there because this multiple sessions I got songs on there that I probably wrote I don't know maybe months before it came out so yeah um yeah it was just kind of a three-year process of, of writing working on music remotely sending people you know and that slows the process Stems, down right? so, Stems, <laughs> all that I'm glad that's over for now you know what I'm saying thank yeah. god uh because, yeah, we, we've already, to be honest, we already started working on the next record. Like, right oh, after really? Good Morning America, yeah, we went right to the studio and started working on some I new mean, stuff. I mean, if that's not some inspiration, you know? <laughs> always, always, you got to. And you've also done a, a NPR Tiny Desk concert. Mm, a few, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are an NPR music station. So um, we we love seeing all, all the Tiny Desks. And oh, yeah. we're getting ready for the Tiny Desk tour. Sorry. I think one just dropped the day I'm on with uh, Amare. Oh really? Okay, mm-hmm. well, we're, Ghanaian artist, she's amazing. We're gonna need to link that in in our in our recap bio at vocalo.org. <laughs> and so you said you've been in a couple 
of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the first one with, with Christian Scott back in 2015. He was like the artist that essentially kind of picked me up when I was in school. I met him and he just started throwing me tour dates. And that was like the beginning, I think, of my like kind of touring career while I was in school. Um, and then after Christian, ooh, I'm like, okay, I might jack up this order. But then I think it was Tom Mish. I, I ended up meeting him through his manager and agent and stuff and we did a nice tour Coachella all this stuff and then ended with Tiny Desk that was sick and then Phony People was another one. Oh, okay those are my those are my guys <laughs> I played on a couple of their records those, those are my guys they're great and Best Eye just Brooklyn all day they're awesome super talented you know and all these artists are just genre bending kind of just progressive forward thinking minds and musicians and they're all really great uh, and then then I did it at home Tiny Desk in the pandemic I I love seeing the at home ones too. Those some, were cool. Yeah. Some people I'm like, this is not your home. <laughs> You're, do not <laughs> oh, lie. Yeah, 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 this, yeah, yeah. this place think, looks really nice. I think by like yeah, by 2021, <laughs> they started just giving people budget to go shoot. You know, our people just started like renting out yeah, spaces. Yeah, they did. But at first, it was really people's bedroom. I did like it when it was like that because yeah. when it started getting like too soundstagey, I'm like, look, I'm trying to see someone's like cat in the background, yeah. like messing up the shot. That's what I'm trying to see. That part. Um, that so, so again, if you're just joining us, we have uh, Braxton Cook in the studio. Uh, we were talking about his new latest album, Who Are You, When No One Is Watching. I would ask you about the title, but I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he is going to be playing Shubas tonight. And so you're you're kind of doing these dates, right? You're going around the country. Uh, like Touring, traveling, new, doing the thing. New state every day type, right? Uh, Kinda, kinda. The way I, I mean, the way I break up the tour now with the families, like I, I try and do like two weeks and then go home, and then two weeks and then go home and break it up that way. Okay. So we've been kind of on and off since March. That's great. And so if if people are coming through, what could they expect at the show tonight? Oh, first off, they're going to get a lot of, I mean, you can get saxophone, okay? So just be ready. <laughs> be ready. You're going to get some saxophones, vocals. It's going to be just a good time. Um, and you know, in a, in, a, in a good message just about, you know, about loving, loving each other, about supporting each other, about about finding yourself and your true self and, and leaning into that. And hopefully people leave inspired, you know what I'm saying? And enjoy the music and have a good time. I hope. I love that. And so, again, tonight, I believe doors open at 8 o'clock. Doors open at 8 o'clock. Oh, 8.30. That's what Jerry's saying. That's okay. what TM is saying. 8.30. 8.30. We got a couple <laughs> openers, so we'll be on a little later after that. Um, I'm not sure exactly what time, You're, but like, we ain't know. You said take it? About 10.45. Oh, about 10.45 is what Jerry's so talking grab, about. grab yourself a drink or two. Yeah, exactly. That part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sit down, rest your legs, rest your feet. You, I love a Thursday night show. I don't know. There's something about a Thursday night I really love. Me too. Listening to music and stuff. I always feel like Thursday was like the most lit. It was like the most lit night. It like is. When we went out in college and so it was. Because Friday's overrated. That you know? part. Yeah, Friday's definitely overrated. Mm -hmm. um, so you've worked with so many. Like this is kind of uh, as as we were getting ready to, to play some of your music and I know you got to get going. You work with so many great artists. I mean, Mac Miller, Rihanna. And do you ever pull the Taylor Swift card on anyone? No. no. I mean, I asks, would I totally. I, I would, never met her. That was like through a person, through, through all these people. I never met her. But technically, mm -hmm. you were a vocal sample, right? Mm -hmm. For Lavender Haze, which is, I mean, 
I'm going to tell my girlfriends this because that literally in the group chat, that's everyone's favorite. Really? Yeah. That was uh, like three of my girlfriends. They said that was their favorite track off off the album. Yeah, it's something like that. I sent it to my boy Jahan. um, Just like, yeah, just an idea. He flipped it and it made it to Soundwave, I think. And then then Jack answered off and then that was it. And then I think when it came time for the record to come out, they were like, wait a second, wait a second. Whose voice is this? I think that's what happened, and, and here we are. But but it's I'm, no, it's really really cool. I mean, I lo- I love mm-hmm. that. That's so, I mean, I would just kind of flex with that just a little bit. But you know, she's <laughs> like, uh, it did seem meant to be. Even the lyrics, you can hardly hear it, but it was even the lyrics were like somewhat related to a lavender dream. It was, um, yeah, I don't want to see you in my dreams. I think was the, the what I was saying, and I'm like, wow, that's so wild that that you know even that that was related to the song somehow. Maybe it just maybe it's the feeling. And so if you... You can't hear it. You can't really hear the words, but it's in there. <laughs> if you could work with, mm-hmm. like, your dream artists, I don't want to be on the spot, but, like, who would you really love to work with next? I mean, there are a few, but, ooh, man, D'Angelo was on that list. I don't know if he's even doing, trying to do <laughs> stuff like that, but that'd be incredible. Like, I don't Pharrell, know. They're, they're all coming back out. Of, yeah, the Pharrell's on that list. Uh, Anderson Pack's on that list. Oh, I could course, see. Oh, I would love to see an Anderson Pack collab with you. That'd be crazy. And then there'd be a lot of instruments. You got the drums. I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> we got to make that happen. Uh, and then you know, like in my it's kind of straight ahead space. Like still, I mean, uh, Marcus Gilmore, I'd love to record with. I play with him, but I'd love to like actually record with Marcus. And then like Herbie would be incredible to do something with Herbie. Um, Shoot, Kenny Gare is one of my favorite artists. I know we play the same instrument, so that's difficult. When <laughs> I don't know how that would work out. R- yeah, it's like he's like, nah, I got, I got, the, he's like, I got the sax from covering my guy. I don't, I don't. You're like, all right, sounds cool. Yeah, sounds yeah. Cool. I'm like, just let me play triangle on a record or something. I don't know. Triangle. You know, yeah. Hey, hey, that's I don't a care. that's a hard, that's a hard, important, it high is, pressure instrument. The it. triangle. I will tell you, that's the truth. Same with right? flute. It's all the high pitch <laughs> stuff. I did this one concert one time. I had to play like flute, hide, you know, it's just exposed. It's a lot of pressure. You can't really like hide. hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. I, right. I love this. Thank you so much, Braxton, for coming mm-hmm. in. And we've been talking about your music. We talked about 90s earlier in this interview. So I'd love for you to introduce it and let's let's play the song. Sure. I'm Braxton Cook. And this is a song of mine called 90s featuring Mistego on Bookalo. Love me 